hey, I'm here to let you guys know that I agree. The world is just completely bonkers right now. Everything is just extreme, either extremely stressful, extremely lonely, or just extremely hard. Uh, things don't go as planned, and it's tough to grab a hold of the chaos that we call life. I know that it's hard to break the stigma of finding help too, and where to find it most importantly, but I'm here to let you know that guidance and expertise from a trusted professional can give you fresh solutions to your most pressing issues. Have you heard about BetterHelp, guys? It's online counseling. It's all revamped. It's all rated one of the highest sites of mental care. Um, it offers you a safe and, and private you know, online setting so you don't have to go out and meet a stranger in person and feel super awkward in a, in a doctor chair. Go seek your help from BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp's licensed counselors specialize in areas like relationships, family conflicts, anxiety, everything you got going on, they can help. You can schedule sessions at your own time and pace. I know you're busy. We're all busy. Um, do it on your own time, you know? Do it when you feel comfortable to do it. And if you don't like communicating with your counselor through video, you can choose to communicate through text. I know you guys text. I text all day long. Uh, you could do the text feature. You could do the chat feature or through video if you're comfortable with sitting um, on a, like a Zoom call, basically. You can choose to communicate through uh, the all, all of those, the text, the chat, or the video, or you can even call on the phone, guys. If you're more comfortable talking to someone and hearing their voice on the phone, whichever you're most comfortable with, that's what they have going on. You can request a new counselor at no addition charge if you're not happy with the one you previously received or the original one you received. You may qualify for, an, for financial aid also if, you're, uh, if your pocket's a little hurt, you know? I know, I get it. My pocket's not always full, but you know what? It was full enough to check out betterhelp.com, and that's what I did. BetterHelp's available worldwide with the network of 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists. There's no lengthy schedule process. Um, you can start communicating with your therapist literally in less than 24 hours. At the most, 24 hours, they'll probably get to you before then. So why not get started today, guys? Go to betterhelp.com. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs. Uh, it just moves the process on just along just a little bit faster, and you can get matched with the counselor you'll love. Or maybe you don't you don't like the first one, but the thing with betterhelp.com is that you can choose a different one at no additional cost if you're not happy with the one given to you. As soon as you're done with the um, with all all the paperwork that you need to fill out, it's super quick, super easy, super simple. You'll feel good that you made the choice to do that. You'll feel good you made that choice to step forward in the right direction your life deserves. Guys, please go to betterhelp.com and get better. Oh yeah, he's back. Pulse Merch, everybody. American-made screen printing and embroidery since 2012. 2000? They've been around for a minute. Pulse Merch is Southern Utah's premium screen printing and embroidery shop. They've been passionate about screen printing and apparel decoration since they started, since 2012, guys. Probably before 2012. I would just say Cohen from Pulse Merch has been dedicated since day one, okay? The quality is achieved by using the best materials, uh, the strict attention to detail. Obviously, you can see it on the screen, all the shirts that go by. These are high quality. Most importantly, American-made shirts and inks and equipment and an American making it, okay? It doesn't matter if you're looking to produce a small run of shirts or if you for like an upcoming family reunion, you know, you just need 20, 30 of them. You want to start your own clothing line. You just want to grab a couple to see if they sell. Or if you need a few thousand shirts for your next big corporate event, 
Pulse Merch has got it all. Go to PulseMerch.com. The goal for them is to help you, okay? So help them help you get quality garment, period. This is how it works. You go to PulseMerch.com, you request a quote, you fill out the online quote request form, they'll get back to you with the pricing, you approve it. Once it's all approved, you pay your deposit, they start it, it's it's good to go. You're going to have proof of what your shirts are going to look like or, or your hoodies or your long sleeves, what have you. Once you approve it, it's game on. You get your merch as soon as they're done. They ship it straight to you. After everything has been approved, they make your awesome merch and ship it directly to your door. You don't have to wait to like go to the mall and go to that weird shop in the mall and buy $20 shirts with only black and white prints. Guys, go to Pulse Merch, see what they got. They got it all for you. Go to PulseMerch.com. So I had to get my hustle on Life at me weak So I had to put some muscle on And I may blow a check still You see who with you when that shit start to get real When that shit fake the black blue 20 this month Finna make it all back Hey, we're back Back in the stew Back in the stew as some people would say um, feels good to be sitting here at home for a little for a little bit before I uh, go back on the road again. Let's just get right into what's going on with me. Um, I came home from Salt Lake and was not feeling good at all. Oh, I need to turn my headphones up. But um, I uh, got out of the car and then I ended up, you know, like unpacking everything and I ended up sitting down on my couch finally and just out of nowhere I just felt like this I don't know just ick come over me I guess I don't know uh if it was because I went out to you know a bunch of I went and went and did a few things in Salt Lake I mean never mind going into someone else's house that you don't know like how clean it is and Things like that. And then um, if anything was wiped down or sanitized before, you know, I got there, or, you know, I uh, went out to the planetarium in Salt Lake and there's just like a million little shithead kids running around with dirty fingers and probably crusty butts touching things. And then I'm touching them. And then we go out to Dave and Buster's and um, have food if they want to call it that. I mean, I don't know how anyone else felt about that lunch, but... I won't be eating at Dave and Buster's. Let's just say that ever again. I won't be eating at Dave and Buster's. I'll go and drop, you know, on a game card and do that. It's just like any other arcade. They have the same things as any other arcade. Um, but uh, yeah, it could have been all the it could have been all the above. But I have Vicks cough spray that is saving my life right now. Um, I have my podcast guest here. That's not my guest saving my life. I had no idea I had medicine in this house. And uh she comes over and she's like, "Yo, should I be here?" I'm like, "I don't think I don't think so." <laughs> um but um no, she she started rummaging through my cab cu- cabinets and cupboards, whatever you want to call them, and found some medicine. I was like, "Thank God there's something here because the last thing I want to do is like go to the store, 
up and down every aisle. What do I really need? Do I need to spend this much money on stuff I'm going to drink like, you know, an ounce out of or, you know, how it is when you're sick and you got to get medicine. It's just it's like I would rather not get medicine and just let this pass. But uh, that's basically um, the life that I'm living right now. It is what it is. It am what it am. And Vicks cough syrup is saving my throat. I gave it a nice little spray before I started. And I was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be sitting here. Probably not long. She's like, spray this in your mouth. And now my whole mouth, if it was smell-o-vision or smell-o-radio, whatever you guys are doing to listen to this show or watch it, it smells pretty good. It smells like Vicks. Vicks Nice Cool Breeze is the flavor of it. But, um, yeah, I caught something. I don't know. I caught, I mean, it's, I can feel it starting to pass because I took like 36 Tylenols and, uh, I have 800 milligram ibuprofens. I think I like two of those. So I'm not hurting, but I also feel groggy. I feel just a little icky, like Salt Lake Ick. I got the Salt Lake Ick, which is shocking to me because out of all the cities that I've been this year, that's the one that got me sick. It could have also been the lengthy travel. Because that is the longest so far that I've traveled this year, too. But um, hey, I got something going on with me. I don't know. Hopefully, I can get it out of my system by like the time I wake up in the morning. I just got so much to do this week and next and next week. And then the week after that, too. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of things coming up. And then I got to make sure I'm well for Chico. I'm headlining Chico September 8th at Gnarly's downtown. And then like just a couple weeks later, I got to get to San Diego. And then uh, just a couple weeks later, I got to get to Bakersfield and then Boise. And then the, then this little year run is over. And, you know, that'll be a nice thing to be sitting home for the holidays, knowing what I accomplished the entire year and knowing that I did it. I didn't ride coattails. I didn't, um, you know, I had help. Yeah, obviously. I mean, anyone that I take on the road, whatever help they're willing to do, I'll take. I'm never going to turn people down to make my life harder. So having openers is fun. Having people on the road with you is fun. Um, Going new places and hanging out with either people you already know or people that you've never met before is fun. I like all that. Um, We had such a wild weekend in Salt Lake. Okay, so I'm going to go through this story because this is this has been blowing the internet up. Well, not like viral, but my my algorithm is nothing but me telling this story and uh with how I feel, I might just play the clip instead of like run you down on you know, 2-3 minutes of me talking more that I don't have to. So, here's here's how it goes and my friend that's here never heard, hasn't heard this story yet either because literally just saw each other since I've been home. And I told her I'm going to be telling a story about Buck on the podcast. So um, you might want to pause 60 days in and listen. Or, or you know what? Don't listen right now. I prefer a click. I prefer you to go to Spotify or YouTube, even though we're shadow banned on YouTube still, which kind of sucks. Because I've been putting out these roadcasts that I feel like are decent and it's new, you know, different atmosphere, new location. And then YouTube's like, we don't care what you're doing. We don't care at all about any of what you do anymore. You're shadow banned. Banned, baby, banned. Um, so 
me and Mo and myself are driving to Salt Lake, and I don't exactly remember where we were, but people started to drive a little sideways. Not like literally, but they just were getting a little more wild than we than when we left town. So, and that shit's definitely not helping my throat at all. So we're driving, right? And then I don't I don't remember what exactly happened, but a car was like I I want to say they came on the on ramp and was doing like thirty, and then there was cars going to the left of us, so we we couldn't get over, and the car was like stalling us in front of us until we could finally get over, and when we get over. I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. Or maybe they were already on the freeway just driving stupid and we had to make our way around them. Either way, we make our way around them and I lean over the driver's seat and I look through the driver window to see who's driving this fucking car. And all I said was just Asian. And uh, that was not meant to be like a racial thing. It's just a known fact. Asians can't drive for shit. They just can't. I've never came across like one that I didn't know. Like I never came across one on the freeway that was that wasn't driving like an a-hole. Either too slow, either too fast, no blinker, swerving, on the phone, not on the phone, pl- paying complete attention, but they're 80 and three feet tall and can't see over the steering wheel. It's always something. It's always something. And that's not meant to be racist. That's just meant to be a fact. Anyone will tell you. So we go all the way into Salt Lake and, you know, I say that like we have a little chuckle, we make it into Salt Lake, we get to the Airbnb and Buck is like, uh, I don't know, like 10 minutes behind us. I'm literally unpacking the podcast bag and he's walking through the Airbnb door, which I'm like, cool, a guest that's punctual, nice. So we sit there and have a podcast. It's decent. It was like, 45, 55 minutes of just three comics sitting around BSing. I mean, I had to light a fire under their ass in the very beginning. Um, so if you guys heard that one already, it's it's out already and clips are out and stuff. And uh, boys, the boys were posting it before the podcast even came out, which that's exactly what I expect from guests is do work. You know, don't come on to a show and then never tell anyone about it or never show anyone about it. Because basically you're not wasting my time. Like, I don't care. I've been doing this podcast since 2017 on and off. Well, I mean, I took a five-year hiatus, but I'm back. And uh, and like, I'll, I'll be doing this probably forever. I don't really, it wouldn't have bothered me if I sent them all the clips and then they never posted it and like never, even to a story for 24 hours, like if they never did it, it probably wouldn't have bothered me. It does bother me with some other guests that I know that like sometimes I'll have people beg literally beg to be on my show and i'm like no because i already know how this is gonna go you're literally gonna come on you're gonna muck it up and then you're not gonna share it or like what's happened to me like three four times in the past people come on they're excited they beg they finally get on i put them up i record the whole thing i edit it all and then as i'm like promoting it before it comes out they'll hit me up and be like hey dude can you cut that part out hey dude uh, don't release that episode. I don't feel comfortable about it. Uh, Hey man, you know, can you bleep this? And then I'm like, no. 
and they get angry because I, I'm not like, this isn't your show. You know what I mean? If you want to be on a show, you should expect to just go through with the show as is. And anything you say, that's on you. Anything that you want cut out before you leave the studio, not two days later when it's done and uploaded and pending for a premiere, don't hit me up because there's no way I'm going to edit it in time for it to be out when I want it to be. So before you leave, if you remember something and go, oh shit, remember when I said this thing about this person, can you just take that out? I can make a quick note and then in post edit, chop it out. Rarely has that ever happened. Has anyone been on the same page? And there's been a few episodes that I've had to like, can completely 100% just can because people are like no I didn't really like that oh I could have been funnier let me come back no no I'm not going to just have repeat guests trying their hardest you know what you want to if that's what you want to do you know what you need to do start your own show basically just do that so we film our podcast in Salt Lake it was cool we pack up me and Mo take a few bites off some chocolate mushrooms Buck didn't because he uh, had work in the morning and he was driving. So we're like 15 minutes from the venue and he's like, let's go promote. Let's see if anyone's out there. They should be busy. It's a Friday night. Let's see if we can round up some heads. All that really happened when we went to, to bout time was we were just laughing our asses off at what happened before we got into bout time. Shout out to bout time. They, they were on it. Um, I didn't hear any bad things about like the staff or the show or anything. Um, you know, I had to get in there and like situate lighting too before, before the show. I just have to have things, especially if I'm headlining, things have to be like my way or I'm not going to be able to perform the way you think I'm going to perform. It's just not going to happen. I need dark. I need one spotlight. I need the volume on the microphone to be up. I need people in front of me you know like like i've always said it's so cliche i perform better when there's people in front of me yeah no shit don't doesn't everyone uh no not everyone does because i've seen people get in front of more than like 30 40 people and absolutely eat bags and bags and bags of dicks for seven minutes and then i've seen them at an open mic super comfortable breezing through not like not even paying attention to the time and losing track of jokes and just having a good time so some people don't perform well in front of big crowds. I'm not, I, I'm definitely not one of those people. I need people in front of me. So we go to bout time and um, that's basically it. We, we grab a table, Buck like interrupts a date. <laughs> These two sweet little kids were just enjoying their time together on a date. I'm assuming it was a date unless they were brother and sister and then that shit's awkward, but is it really awkward in Utah? I don't think it's awkward. I don't think any kind of sexual relationship or love or any like, or love <laughs> or any kind of relationship is like frowned upon in Utah. I mean, you're allowed to have nine wives. That's weird. But, um, uh, yeah. So, so, so like we start playing pool with this couple, right? And before we, and, and like, that's all we did basically the whole time. And then we would go outside and like bullshit and laugh and make fun of Buck because what happened before we got in was, um, Buck almost killed two people. That's not an over-exaggeration. He almost killed two people. I think I'm just going to play the clip because like my throat hurts and I would like to take a two minute break right now, even though I'm, (laughs) 
even though I'm only 15 minutes in. <coughs> so, um, no, thank you. I'll have I'll have some when I get off, when I'm done. Uh, so, I um, am just gonna play this clip. It's just gonna cut in, and it's just gonna literally be me on stage right now. I don't think I've done this yet on this show, but this isn't like a. Uh, I mean, who knows? This might turn into a bit, but I think it only worked this well. I mean, when I got off stage and we were talking about the set, Mo was like, "Dude, when you brought up the Buck story." you're like the room was on fire and from where i was and this always happens to me on stage man i can never tell i can never gauge how well i'm doing and then i get the i like i get my to my clips and i go oh shit they laughed at that because i don't remember them laughing at that or like oh dang they were like continuously in an uproar during that part like i don't remember that happening but you know people tell me all the time and when that's what most idea was like, dude, you were crushing during that story. Like Jesus Christ. So I'm glad that I recorded it because I got back to it and I was like, I, I, I was fucking given the biz. I was giving him the biz for sure. So I'm just going to play this. And this is basically the story of what happened before, um, before the show. So here it comes. I'm also Filipino. I am. And, uh, I thought Buck was Filipino too. The first time I met him, I was like, sick, dude, I can start doing shows with Filipinos. And then I got in the car with him and he almost ran a couple people over and I was like, oh, he's definitely an Asian. <laughs> Not a Filipino. <laughs> I'll tell you how this story went because a lot, because Mo didn't really break it down and, and Buck was too scared to talk about it. This is how the story went last night, okay? He comes over to our Airbnb and we shoot a podcast. All right, and then we're like, let's go to about time and see if we can round people up for tonight. So we go out. Now, he was driving and he had work in the morning. Me and Mo are here just telling dick jokes for you guys. So we ate some mushrooms. And we came out here last night to play some pool and hang out. But before we got here, we're in Buck's truck and we're turning the corner right here to go into the parking lot. Now, before we can turn, there's traffic coming. You guys know this light, right? It's yellow and then as soon as it turns, Red, you gun it, and then you come into the parking lot, right? I'm assuming that's how everyone does it, because that's what Buck did. But unbeknownst to Buck, there were people crossing the street, because you can't just gun it in that intersection and come into the parking lot. I don't know how many, whoa, 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 you fucking need before you understand you need to hit the goddamn brakes. I watched, because I was in the passenger seat, and then I thought about it later. I'm like, literally, the two people that saw this happen only saw me because the truck is so big so they don't know what buck looks like they don't know what mo looks like because he's already dark and he's in the back seat they only saw me and i saw the fear in this girl's eyes as her boyfriend pulled her out in front of his truck and what did buck do he just looked at me and went huh and then we parked and me and mo got out all like, oh my god, oh, Jesus. He got out like it was, he does that every weekend. What the fuck is right, man? How funny, dude. I mean, I have that forever. <clears throat> That's a forever thing now, is that story. And it's a forever thing now. And you know what's really funny? Well, I don't know if it's funny, but it kind of fits into what happened. As we're hanging out with Buck... Even like before, it's in the clips. Um, if you go to our podcast 
uh, I don't know what this our shit is. Well, I guess it's ours sometimes. <laughs> um, it's ours all. It's all of our podcasts, guys. Uh, it's it's all of ours. So on our podcast Instagram, if you like, um, you know, if you look through the clips, you'll see clips of the three of us sitting at the Airbnb uh, doing the podcast. And he even in the podcast was telling stories about all of the fucked up shit happening on the side of town we're staying on he was like down the street you go up like a hundred yards and take a left i watched my boy get shot in the leg and it hit him in the artery and he almost died and and he would have died if like he almost died because the cop wouldn't stop asking him questions (laughs) i was like jesus dude cut to like i don't know like while we were filming i think he was like yeah right over here you know like there's a place that doesn't that doesn't let native americans in and he's like yeah over over like up the block a little bit that was my homie got stabbed up and almost died i'm just like yo where are the happy stories bro (laughs) like he told me too as soon as he uh when when it was like as soon as we got in the truck to leave the time he was like nothing but bad memories in this city (laughs) i mean i i i understand that feeling because um I lived in a town where it was becoming nothing but bad memories and I couldn't get out for the longest time. And just the memories were the bad memories were just like building up and building up. So I get it. I understand. But also I think it's up to you to like make better ones to override the bad ones that are always constantly like lingering. I don't know. That's just me. If people only want to have bad memories, that's on them. I like the good, happy memories. (laughs) God damn, that was wild. And we're sitting there all night high on mushrooms just roasting the shit out of Buck. It's really like, if you watch that, if you watch the last podcast, the one with Buck and Mo, and then you understand the story that happened after that, it's almost like a little, like, you know, a little trilogy happening. And um, I guess, I guess Mo, his camera didn't, operate through his whole set so he didn't get the interaction because what i was telling him i was like wouldn't it be cool if buck gets up on stage and like introduces the story and then you get up on stage and you kind of piece it together a little more and then when i get up i just give him the a to z everything in between and then all three of us would have those clips and we would post them you know like as we will so people would have to go to Buck's page to get part one, Moe's page to get part two, and then mine to get part three. I had that as an idea, but Buck didn't even talk about it. He was scared. <laughs> I mean, he also went four minutes under his time and just like bailed. And Mo got up and some chick that like went to Elko to get dirty dick was taking up his time, which uh, he had fun with her. I mean, it wasn't like it was just her talking and him bombing. It was crowd work was happening and um i didn't really get like to to get out the full story i just maybe he didn't think about it as hard as maybe i was thinking about it because that is true i felt more i felt probably just as traumatized as the people buck almost ran over because it is true when we drove by those people and the guy was pulling the girl out from his from in front of his truck they looked into the truck and since it happened on the passenger side and his truck so high, they couldn't see Buck. And then they didn't know anyone was in the back seat, So they only saw me. And I was like reeling off of that alone. I was like, dude, these people, 
one day are going to see me or like, I don't like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Cause I've been tagging Utah a lot and maybe they went through Instagram stories and like saw a Utah tag or a Utah tag rather. And then, and then like clicked my page and was like, this is the fucking guy. <laughs> this is, this is a guy right here that almost ran us over. But if they know anything about America, the steering wheels on the other side, babe, it wasn't me. Hey, you got the wrong guy. It wasn't me. Might've looked a little bit like him, but it wasn't me. I had nothing to do with that. I got out of the truck and literally said that. I said, I want nothing to do with this. Those people were so mad. I'm surprised they didn't like try to punch the truck as we went by. They were that close. You think this, you guys probably think like, oh, it probably wasn't that serious. And you guys are just comics over exaggerating. Exactly what I said in that clip is exactly what happened. I didn't over exaggerate anything. I just told the story as is. I mean, added a little flair to it and got a little rambunctious with it. So people would get excited with me. But that is the story. He turned the corner without looking at the crosswalk. They were crossing. They were coming from like some concert that was happening too, just minding their own damn business. There were so many people crossing the street too, which is another thing. How Buck did not see this whole group. Yeah, have you ever been to a concert? You ever see what the concert looks like when it's letting out and everyone's trying to get to their cars and it's like it's just like masses flooding the streets, going in every different direction, crossing every crosswalk. Have you ever seen that before? It's exactly what was happening. I mean, I noticed it as we were standing at the light waiting for it to turn red. We're sitting in the yellow yield, you know, and then it turns red and he's like, you, and then, and then hooks a left into the parking lot as they're, the people are able to cross. I mean, the, the seriously, that chick was so scared. She was so scared. I mean, she, I don't even think, the more I've been thinking about it, I don't think she even saw the truck coming until she heard it and when she heard it we were literally nose to their left arm like nose of the truck bumper was about to take out her left arm and run over her left foot and then homeboy like pulled her out of the out of the way out of buck's harm's way my god and if you remember in the beginning when i said that i leaned over mo's lap while we were driving to utah and i saw someone driving fucking stupid and i went mm, asian that should staple the fact that it's not a racist statement. That is a fact because Buck did the same damn thing, man. <laughs> like, I'm not sure how, um, literally, how many, like, what did I say? Woes? I was like, whoa, 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 or, or watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out, whatever one it was. If, any, if I was doing anything, not paying that much attention, and someone was like, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. I wouldn't like basically just like kind of gaze off and then look over as I'm still doing this thing and look over at the person going, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. And being like, what? <laughs> like I smoke a lot of weed. You know what I mean? And that was another thing too. We got out and me and Mo were just like, who's high on mushrooms? Who's the high one? I think he had one Bud Light during the podcast. I'm not sure if he was drinking before he came over, but basically all I saw was you know, one beer in his system and a 10 minute drive, which was nothing. I mean, I'm not going to condone that behavior, but I'm also not going to like, you know, bash someone for doing anything like that. When I was an alcoholic, I used to drink and drive all the time. I'm not even going to hide that fact. I drink. So people that know me from back in the day when I was a raging alcoholic, they know that I would wake up with the bottle and go to bed with the bottle. So there's no way that I would be able to go anywhere 
without being inebriated just slightly enough to get through the day. I was drinking constantly. There was a bottle in my car. So that should tell you everything about <clears throat> the problem that I used to have. But uh but Buck, what was the excuse there? <laughs> and Mo was telling me too, he's like, no, dude, he's he's pretty uh he's pretty out there. Like, he's pretty wild, man. Like that dude drives crazy. And then in that truck too Here's something that I forgot. As we're leaving the Airbnb to go to about time before any of this happened, before any of this took place, before we ended up being accessories in a double murder in downtown Salt Lake, like I get in Buck's truck and Mo, I think might have known something was going to go on because immediately, you know what happens when three people get into a car? What happens? Someone either call shotgun or they just walk right up to the passenger seat and the other person just takes the L, if it's an L, and then gets in the back seat, you know? Mo said out loud as we're walking out the front door down the walkway to go to the truck, I'll sit in the back. Suspicious behavior. Suspicious behavior, dog. Why would you say that? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was super funny. Um, that, that he said that because of everything that happened. And then we get in the truck and we're leaving the driveway at the Airbnb. And there's these two big boulders that are sitting like on the ends of the driveway. You know how some people have lion heads at the end of their driveway, or they have like, you know, what I want is gargoyles at the end of my driveway. But people have things like headstone type stuff. Well, this house we were staying at had these big boulder rocks that were sitting on the left side and the right side of the exit and entrance of the driveway. Well, Buck has such a big truck. It's like, I don't even know what kind it was. Is it a Ford? I have no idea. I think it's a Chevy. Maybe it's lifted and, and Buck is like a head shorter. I'm like a head taller than him. And he's driving this thing that literally the top of his head comes up to the door handle on the truck and we pull out of the Airbnb and he ends up going one way and realizing his truck can't fucking fit out the exit. So he backs up and then I, I point out like a little cul-de-sac, like turnaround area that's right next to our Airbnb. I go, go that way. You can probably turn around over there. So he goes that way and ends up taking out the rock on the side of the house, like on the side of the driveway. And I was like, oh my God. And he did not tap this thing. He did not scooch it over a little bit and graze it with the rubber of the tire. He his his whole like indent to his wheel where like a hubcap would be, you know, big trucks don't have hubcaps. They don't have like they have rims, but they usually indent into the tire cuz the tires are so big. The rock I feel like if this is the wheel, right? And then you got the indent inside. And then he takes the right and the rock is planted. I feel like the rock went inside the wheel and took a little tumble with it. That's how hard he hit that rock. I was like, Jesus, dude. And then when we get back from about time, me and Mo are checking out the rock. And it's like he noticed it had a black scuff across the whole front of it because that was all of the rubber that basically Buck had on his, on his tires now on the rock. And then I noticed that he took it out like the people that put that rock in dug into the ground like maybe a half a foot and then placed the rock in there so that it would have like a stable place to live 
when we walked up with the flashlight at like one o'clock in the morning when we came back, still high on mushrooms, um, he shines the light on it. And he notices the black scuff mark. And I noticed that Buck took this rock out of that little indent, a easy like foot, foot and a half. I mean, I walked up to it and I saw the rock. And then as I kept walking away, I looked down again and I'm like, oh, dude, he moved this thing out of its little home. Like, that's how hard he hit it. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Insanity, insanity. Um, but that's what happened in Salt Lake. Besides me going, I'm pretty sure I got sick from the planetarium. And I'm not even considering it sick. I hate saying that word. I just like caught something weird that I feel like I'm going to be kicking the rest of the rest of today and then uh i should be good by the morning i really hope i don't wake up feeling worse i'm gonna have to do something heavy before i go to bed like maybe take more ibuprofens and shit like that but um <clears throat> i gotta get rid of this sickness man it's like it's my throat is on fire dude uh also like i i feel like i've had a concussion for four days I was walking up, uh, this is, dude, and <laughs> two things before I get at it. This is like how accident prone I've been in the last week. I was walking up the stairs from the basement of the Airbnb where the washer and dryer is. And when we booked the Airbnb, I noticed in the description, like Mo had to take care of it because I, I, I got so busy. I felt so bad that he like had to do something. Like, I know it sounds, it to an outside perspective, People are like, if you guys are doing shows together, it should be all half and half. Like, you should pay for half the gas. You should pay for half of this. And you should pay for half that. Me, I am on that level where, yeah, I'm going to pay for half up. Like, straight up and down of everything. I'm going to pay for half, right? But also, like, I'm going. Even if I wasn't headlining, if I'm just going in general, I feel like I should be, like, taking care of some stuff, too. And... I dropped the ball on getting the Airbnb until like last minute. And then finally I text Mo. I was like, yo, if, if you want to wait until tomorrow when I actually have time to go through these and like see which one's financially feasible and see which one's like the best, da, 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 da. he goes, dude, I'll just pick one and get one right now. Thank God he's like that type of person and not just like sitting back waiting for things to happen. And then just like, cause I was for like two years, I was doing shows with a certain somebody that would like text me and be like, Hey, get a show down here, get a show over here. Hey, can you get a show over here? And I would. And then we would like take his car, but I would have to drive it. And I mean, I'm talking eight hours at a time through a snow blizzard, which is just like anxiety in itself. And now I'm in someone else's car doing it while they get to like be on their phone and just go just to go and then we get to the shows and get them paid and then he just is like you drive back and and it's like i could have done this by myself i did that for two years and now it feels like good to have you know someone come along with me who's been opening for me these last what i'm uh i mean he got to go later in lodi but i told that promoter i was like literally if you want me to host i'll do that i don't care i don't need to headline i don't need to do anything so then he ends up getting a headliner and then filling the show up and then I open, which was cool because I got to sit back and watch the whole show without having any worry. Sometimes I like doing that. But the majority of the year out of like these 19, 20 shows that I've done, I featured or headlined. And Mo on like three or four now has opened for me and has came with me. And he's, you know, 
helping helping the situation out and that's a good feeling but i felt bad that i dropped the ball in the airbnb i mean i paid for half of it and you know like paid for half the gas there and back like i paid for all the gas back he paid for all the gas there it worked out the same we spent exactly the same amount of money it it didn't matter you know like every time we stop now it's your turn now it's your turn as long as it's like even in the end I really don't think any of us really care. We just want to go out and have a good time. And that's basically what we've been doing. And it's just, it's nice having uh, someone out like on the road. Just, I mean, the times that I go alone, it's like, it's sad, man. It's bad news bears for my mental. Uh, Cause I just spend so much time alone thinking about shit that I probably shouldn't be thinking about. And I'm such a person that gets upset over things I can't control. So if I don't have someone to like say something out loud about like a situation and then them rebuttal being like devil's advocate, kind of like playing both sides and letting you know what the light side is like and what the dark side's like and which one, you know, you should be living on. It's it's nice to have someone kind of break that wall of like disconnect that I get sometimes. And, um, I get like that. It shows too. like a lot of people I can tell want to come up and talk to me and bullshit and I just disconnect. I don't know why I'm trying not to. I'm just trying to be more like in the moment, I guess, at these shows before and after. Not so much like during the show because the show's happening. You want to pay, you know, pay respect to the artist on stage regardless of how shitty they are. But a show's happening nonetheless. So I'm trying to get better about connecting with people before and after because I know that is like a major key to this. Like you got to have people leaving, thinking about you. And if you're not in their face before and after, and you just do a set, you're really relying on your set to go over so well that they remember you. Now, if you're the last one going, obviously there's a higher chance of them remembering you over anyone else in the show that opened for you. But if you're opening or in the beginning or like somewhere in the beginning, middle, or even like middle to the end, and you're not at the very end, well, you got to do something real to get them to lock in and remember you by the time they get home. So like, I need to get better at connecting with people before and after, but also it's just something that I've always done. I've always done it. Even when I was a sound engineer before my band would start playing and I'm there, you know, getting things queued up and ready. And then all of a sudden we just turn everything on and have a rock show or whatever kind of show for an hour or however long it's going to be. I'm really not connected with anyone around me. Um, I used to work directly next to a guy for many, many weeks on end. And the only time we would talk would be after shows on the buses. Like we worked two feet from each other for hours on end all the time, night after night after night. So it like, I I've always been that way and I need in this realm of my life to get better at connecting with people. Why are you shaking your head? I'm getting a head shaking at me right now. It's not true. I think it's really true. I think if you were to go on the road with me, mostly, because, I mean, you're not going to see it here, but it, I think, sorry, guys, let me just clear something up real quick. Um, I think if you were to spend more time with me in and out of green rooms and, and around stages, you would probably see how disconnected I am from people until the show's over. And then I'm like, hey, where are you going? <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I am. Maybe it's different to people that are watching me. Maybe they're like, no, he's here. He's in the moment. He's talking. He's bullshitting. And maybe I'm just not doing it like to my full, you know, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just am going to try and get better at that. I am. 
But uh, the next podcast coming out, I'm going to try and see if I can get one on the road again in Chico. I don't know where we're going to do it, but we're going to figure this one out because I feel like Chico is going to be such a banger if they can get on the ball and get people in the building for us. But uh, other than that, I mean, Mo said it. It doesn't matter who's on the show. As long as you and I are closing out, it's going to be a good one. And that's what happened in Salt Lake. So now I believe him. Wasn't wasn't a believer. Now I'm a believer. I want it. I want to believe. <laughs> that's the show, guys. Thank you guys for coming in and hanging out. Um, a little bit longer. Ads are back. I'm in the stew. So you guys can fast forward through those if you didn't already. But uh, yeah, thank you. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, post some shit. Let me let me see that you're you're locked in with the Life of Lou podcast. And I will see you guys next time. Life low, life low, life low, life low, pay attention to my lesson that might happen to you.